Hi everyone and welcome to the Say As It Is with Pete podcast series. I'm Pete, your host, and each week I will bring you some frank and honest conversations covering various topics from learning and development, friendships, funding, HR, strengths, recruitment, ESG, well-being, ED&I, employability, and much, much more. So let's get this week's episode underway and say as it is. Hi everybody and welcome to this episode of Say As It Is with Pete and as always I'm your host Pete. As we have some frank and honest and open conversations around different topics um, that people have either messaged me and asked to have a conversation around or I've just wanted to talk about it. So um, this week's episode I am going to be focusing on um, something that comes up within apprenticeships and yes you probably think Pete you do so many podcasts on apprenticeships. Well yeah I do um, but this one has been bugging me for a while and I've mentioned a couple of times that we'll get this podcast out haven't really got around to it but I think uh, now is the key time to do it so this episode is to focus on something called off the job hours now this is something that has bugged me within the apprenticeship world since it came out and it's bugged a lot of employers and there's a lot been since I'll tell you what since 2017 when the standards changed and off the job hours came into effect um, it has been a little bit of a nightmare for everybody and in this episode I plan to explore that a little bit more <laughs> yes the nightmare um, as it's always good to talk out your nightmares right but also to give you some information on kind of how I see off the job hours as an employer um, and as a practitioner in the world of learning and development and apprenticeships because I think we spend too much time on this this word off the job hours and it panics everybody because employers start to think oh my god I've got to um, let them off the job they'll be taking you know one day a week out um, who's going to cover their shift what do we do um, and there's been all these kind of nightmarish scenarios and questions and you know it's been going around for a long long time and recently the, the uh, standards when they uh, or the funding rules for the standards from the ESFA come out they always have some amendments and adjustments and for the funding rules for 23-24 and just for a point of reference funding is um, is academic uh, based so from the 1st of August to the 31st of July so we are obviously um, currently in the 23-24 uh, funding ban because it was from the 1st of August 2023 and goes to the 31st of August 2024 and then from the uh, sorry 31st of July 2024 and then from the 1st of August uh, 2024 to the 31st of July 2025 it's the 24-25 funding rules and there'll be more to come out but it's always it's always key and I do say this to anybody that gets involved in apprenticeships or has a dealing with apprenticeships one of my top tips for you all is read the funding rules yes they're big they're very wordy but you must read them um now like myself we have our digital apprenticeship service account where we log in to that for the organization and we agree every funding year that we will follow the rules and requirements required as us as an employer to provide apprenticeships and what our commitments are uh, for that aspect and I think it's key that you keep up to date. So you can go into uh, Google or your um, internet uh, service provider's browser, so Siri, Fox, or, or whatever you've got. Type in uh, current ESFA funding rules, 2324, 
or just current funding rules for apprenticeships. It will take you to the government's website and you can look at current and past funding rules. And then it will also give you links to things like off the job hours and things like that. And it tells you what you can spend your funding on and what you can't. And just a heads up, um, and I've mentioned this before, um, every time the funding rules change yearly doesn't mean that the uh, conditions of everybody else's uh, terms of their apprenticeship change. So for example, what I mean by that is if you are signed up on the 1st of July, 2023, um, you are literally a f a, like 30 days until the funding rules change to the 23-24 funding rules from the 1st of August. So it doesn't mean that you, you sign up under the 22-23 rules and then from the 1st of August you automatically migrate to the new funding rules and everything to do with your apprenticeship then relates to the current funding rules. It doesn't. Um, and this is where some people have been caught out in the past. So if you are signed up in a certain funding year, that funding year is relevant to the delivery of your qualification and will always refer to that. So whatever the requirements are, the eligibility, what the funding can be spent on or not, the requirements for on and off the job, whatever it may be, you are covered by that regardless. So even if your apprenticeship doesn't finish until the 30th of December 2024, which should be the 2425 um, funding rules, you will still be covered by the 2223 funding rules. So just be mindful of that. And if you're still a bit confused, then reach out to me and I can have those conversations. But every training provider knows this anyway, and they'll always guide the employer um, as well. But also, uh, if you're an employer provider, you should know that. Um, and hopefully you do because there is a mix of um, providers so these are direct training providers that deliver apprenticeships and there are training or sorry employer providers and these are employers that have set up their own training provider um, subsid subsidiary side of the business um, I promised myself I'll go for a walk before I before I recorded this so I wouldn't be tongue-tied but I am um, but this is the joys of a podcast right tongue-tied words always catches me out but yes so you have employer providers so these providers uh, or employers that are delivering their apprenticeships on their own and I bit of a word for the wise if you're going to get involved in becoming an employer provider there's quite a lot that you need to take into consideration um, and I would make sure that you are fully prepared um, yes you can create all the documentations and everything you need but you need to have the infrastructure to be able to deliver it. So you'll need a proper uh, delivery team, quality team, uh, admin team, you'll need a uh, base of tutors. So y you're really setting up your own business on the side. So um, yes, you'll have your company, but you'll obviously have your apprenticeship provider company. So it's, it's, it's a bit of an entity on its own. Um, and there's some very gray, murky water around becoming an employer provider. And I, I'm, I'm sure I'll do another podcast on it. Uh, soon but um, yes as I said top tip read your funding rules but what I do is I read the funding rules for everybody I read the funding rules for the training provider so that I'm up to date and aware of what the training provider has to follow I also read the employer provider ones just out of interest and I also read the employer funding rules so what our commitment is as an employer to apprenticeships and I think it's always key to read all three um, they're very similar um, but it's interesting um, and it's good to keep yourself up to date, uh, especially for your CPD. And theoretically, this is what we're going to talk about today. So one of the things or the components of an apprenticeship is something called off-the-job hours. Now, off-the-job hours relates to anything that the apprentice does that is not normally done in their job role, but will also support them in gaining their apprenticeship. 
So this could be uh, from shadowing somebody in a different department. It could be going on trade shows. It could be going on uh, exhibitions. It could be reading uh, a trade industry magazine or an article. It could be watching a YouTube video, some distance learning, going on a training course. It's all going to aim to get them towards um, learning additional stuff apart from what they would do day to day. So very much of a difference between off the job and on the job. So on the job is what you're learning for your role and that is relevant to you in your job and the skills and the knowledge, the knowledge, skills and behaviors that you need to know for your job. That's on the job training. Anything outside of that, something different, uh, is classified as off the job, but it still supports you in aiming towards achieving your apprenticeship. And as I said, this um, off the job thing has caused problems, and especially when you use the term off the job, because first thing that jumps into your mind or in, jumped into my mind initially when it was dated way back in 2017 um, or 16, 17, when, they were, when it was being reviewed, was that people have to spend time out of work. What employers are going to allow people to take time out of work? Now, some apprenticeships, are four days in work and one day at college and that counts towards that but also you still need to as an employer make sure that people are doing that off the job now as the funding rules have changed as i said they're now in the 23 24 and the off the job requirement has changed in some cases for example i've seen apprentices having to achieve anything between 500 to 600 maybe to 800 hours of learning of off the job that's a lot um, and that's of the duration of their apprenticeship. Sometimes that's near enough, you know, um, six to eight hours a week of um, finding off the job activities to do. And I've got some guidance and I, I will put a link to it for you to have a look at in what classifies as off the job and what you can use it for. But I think as an employer, we need to do our part. So as employers, um, yes, you have the providers and what will happen is the provider will account for a lot of off the job hours and kind of activities that will be covered. But kind of the remaining has to be covered by the employer and the individual apprentice. And there's always that, all that question about how are we going to do it? What's going to happen? How do, how do we manage this? You know, apprentices are asking you for off the job hours and you're like, I can't give you time off to do things. This is just ridiculous. This is not acceptable. But guess what, guys? Unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast. And that's what has to be delivered as part of the apprenticeship framework. Now, this is where I like to have these conversations, but put a little bit of a twist on the situation. And I've been having this conversation with some current apprentices within my organization um, where we've had some people come to us and say, oh, can I have six hours off a week for my apprenticeship? No. Well, I need to do my six hours. Yeah, and there's a way to manage it and there's a way that we can do it. So as a supportive employer, we make sure that the guys do their off the job hours. But we put a different bit of a spin on it. And I know some providers that may listen to this may not be happy, but I do not care. We have to take a different approach. And I feel like I need to lobby the um, the Institute for Apprenticeships and those that came up with this off the job hours, especially the ESFA. Now, we put a lot of pressure on apprentices to find these off-the-job hours, and the current requirement now under the 23-24 funding rules is that the uh, employer must um, allow the apprentice to complete a minimum of six hours a week off-the-job learning. Again, a question pops into your mind, is that going to be six hours a week I need to give off for that apprentice to do anything? Well, no. If you have something called time management and good organizational skills, that apprentice can fit that into their day-to-day -day job. Um, and this is what we call organizational skills, being organized. You can put in an hour or two here or there, or you could spend you know, one day of the week, somebody could spend three hours, one day a week, 
doing the apprenticeship and the other three hours can be split between the week um, and you can give that three hours either in the morning or in the afternoon you can do it on a one on one when there's a busier day or not necessarily a busy day but when there's more quiet time during the week so for example if it's a bit more quiet on a Thursday Friday you may say to somebody like your apprentice well you know what you can take three to four hours in the morning or the afternoon so um, you know before lunch or after lunch and then you can work on your apprenticeship and then once you've done that three to about say three hours then you crack on with your work for the rest of the day or you can split uh, your time two hours a day um, you could do that so you could work on it that um, the person spends two hours in the morning or two hours in the afternoon working on their apprenticeship um, and that's a great way to do it as long as the job is getting done um, that's fine um, and the day-to-day -day job isn't being really affected but you can give the time to the apprentice to do it but there's lots of different activities that can be done for apprenticeships but what I want to do is get away from this title the off the job title and that's why I want to lobby and get it changed because off the job really means CPD and if people don't know what CPD is CPD is a continuous professional development and part of the apprenticeship and this is where I find it funny part of the apprenticeship you need to provide a CPD log of everything that you've learned throughout the whole of your apprenticeship well guess what that CPD log is theoretically your off the job log of any additional things that you've learned for your apprenticeship so I seriously think train providers if you're with me on this one I'd love to hear your thoughts um, I'd love you to jump on a conversation because I did ask a few providers but nobody would interact for some reason I don't know why but if you want to have this conversation providers please come to the table but I do think the off the job should be renamed to a CPD log and the requirement should be a certain number of hours for the apprenticeship or a certain number of hours a month to be completed so for example if you're looking for uh, six hours a week normal and average year so an average month is four weeks so you're looking at a potential um, 24 hours of off-the-job learning a month or 30 hours a month um, you could go 30 hours a month uh, but on average about 24 that you're looking for yeah so with the funding rules at the moment you're probably looking about 290 to 300 hours of off-the-job learning so um, let's scrap the word off the job let's call it a CPD log the CPD log is um, very much similar to an off-the-job log uh, so let's just call it CPD let's change the movement let's start now while we can any apprentice that's listening any employee that's listening any apprentice um, advisor administrator trading provider that gets involved in apprenticeships let's change the term off the job is not something I want to be hearing I want to call it a CPD log as we all know part of our continue continue professional development means that we are continuously learning and there are fun activities we can do and we can build into our CPD log so we can sit up a CPD log and go right okay well there's things I want to learn so we can put them down as actions to learn and then there are extra things we do as we go through so for example there are things like reading articles you can put that in your CPD log there are things like watching YouTube videos on how to do something or learn something put that in your CPD log if there's a TV program that you've watched that's relevant to your role or your organization or the industry put it in your CPD log if you attend a certain event or an exhibition put it in your CPD log if you attend a training session or teaching and learning session or workshop that's relating to your apprenticeship put it in your CPD log I want to start using the term CPD log because that's what it is now you're just logging everything that you've learned and done so even 
planning to do cross-departmental shadowing. Yes, departmental departmental shadowing. Something that I don't see enough of within companies. And I, I think it's key that this gets brought back to the table, especially for apprentices, because apprentices need to get the bigger picture of the organization. And what better way to do it than spending some time in another department learning what they do? So you get the bigger picture. So, for example, you could say to an apprentice, OK, once a month, you're going to spend half a day in HR, half a day in payroll, in finance, um, in health and safety, in the software team, in the marketing team, in the sales team, in the logistics department, uh, in reservations, in corporate sales. So how many other departments you've got? If you do half a day, four hours, once a month, that helps with the CPD log. And everything else in between that that individual learns or gains some knowledge or insights, they can put it down. And as a proactive manager who's got apprentices within their team should be saying to their apprentice, have you updated your CPD log? Or if they've done some training, they say, don't forget to update your CPD log because they should be supportive. Show the apprentice that you care and that you are supporting and making sure they get their CPD logs updated. So just say to them, don't forget to log that as a CPD. Don't forget to put that in your CPD log. Now, an apprentice can have a written CPD log, i.e. handwritten, excuse me, hiccups, or they can have a typed CPD log, so they can go in and they can type it in. Um, but either way, a CPD log is a CPD log, because as a professional within L&D, and we should all be doing this as L&D practitioners, is keeping a minimum number of hours a year up to date with our CPD. So, for example, in teaching education, the minimum requirement is probably about 30 hours a year. 30 hours a year is not bad, but theoretically, you could set yourself a target and at least do 20 to 30 hours a month CPD. That's perfect because that shows your continuous growth, your continuous development, your continuous learning. And it's also good for people to get into the habit because when you go to your, you know, your bi-monthly or monthly probational reviews or your, uh, you know, your six to 12 week review, your trainers or apprenticeship tutors, whether you have an internal review or performance review, the apprentices could be bringing their CPD log or current employees could bring their CPD log to show what they've learned and done over the last period of time. And this is also, I've mentioned this in a couple of podcasts for Apprenticeship Week about the jar. Yes, the jar. Um, and again, this is not something that is old hat. Well, it is something that's old hat. It's not something new. It's not a new trend or a fad. It's just a way to get yourself in the mood to remember things. So, for example, get yourself an empty jam jar or, or jar um, and then, you know, rinse it all off, get rid of the label, put a brand new sticky label on there that says apprenticeship achievements or, you know, my CPD log or my CPD activities. And every time somebody does something, they can write it down on a post-it note, fold it up and stick it in the jar. And then when they go on a weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, quarterly basis to update their, CP their CPD log, they can empty the jar and in there will be everything that they've been up to. And all you really need to do is just put the title of what you did, what you kind of learned from it, how long you spent on it, and how will you use it within your job. Now, I will create a template for you to all probably access. If you want a CPD template, let me know. But there are lots of CPD templates out there. But I would say let's stop with this off the job 
It's nuts. It's crazy. It's causing too much stress and pressure for the apprentices. And if you actually listen to some apprentices, they get really stressed and frustrated with it. And I know I've got over 800 hours, for example, for my apprenticeship that needed to be completed. And I'm thinking, oh my God, 800 hours. Where am I going to find all of this? But actually, I do a lot of learning. I read a lot. I research a lot. I um, look at things. I find out different things from different departments. I learn certain new things. So from what I've learned, I pop it down because every day we're learning something new. So at least in a week, there should be at least five new things in your CPD jar, for example, that you can add to your CPD log. And then all that apprentice or individual is doing is taking 15, 20 minutes out of their day or their week or their month just to pop in what they've done. Simple as. So as we as providers and employers sit there and, and, and moan about off the job, I think we need to take it back to basics, look at it at a different approach. Off the job in apprenticeships is basically a CPD log. That's all it is, guys. Nothing more. Yeah, you can do anything in your CPD. You can watch videos, read articles, do cross training in different departments. You can, you know, chat to the CEO about something. You can have a coach or mentoring session. You can do virtual e-learning. You could do a virtual training session. You've gone to an exhibition. Um, you know, you've gone to a trade show, whatever it may be. Add it to your CPD log and then submit your CPD log to your tutors. That's how it should be. Because, for example, my, my ODM Level 5, and I, the ODM Level 5 apprenticeship is currently being uh, revised and rewritten, and it will soon retire for something else uh, because it's not fit for purpose. Uh, so it's, it's slightly changing. Um, like most qualifications, after a period of time, they're no longer fit for purpose, so they retire, and they will get replaced with a qualification that is similar but more relevant to industry or needed. So, for example... With my ODM, I have to produce a 900 hours off the job log and a CPD log. No, I'm not doing an off the job log. I'm doing a CPD log. And my aim is 30 hours of learning a month and it will get there. And if at the end of my apprenticeship, for example, I'm missing a few hours, then there's things that I can do. And I go, OK, well, I just have 900 hours. I've only got 840. I'm sure there's something else I've done or there's something else I could do to finish that off. But if you naturally get into the habit of keeping a CPD log and updating it daily or weekly, um, is better than doing it monthly. So daily or weekly, update a CPD log. Just take 15 minutes out of your day, uh, especially for apprentices, get them to have 15 minutes out of their day um, to reflect on anything that they've learned that day and make a note of it. So if you are planned and organised... There could be activities you could put in your CPD log as planned activities to complete and they can be reviewed and as an apprentice they can look at those and go well I wanted to go and cross train in HR haven't done that yet let me speak to my manager um, so you have that and then you have your your activities you completed so as I say if you're organized and planned during the day what I tend to do is at five o'clock I tend to shut down for the day doesn't mean I turn everything off when I go home or I turn everything off and I sit there eagerly clock watching till 5 30 no what I do is at five o'clock I stop. Everything I do, I stop working. I finish what I'm whatever I'm doing by five, and at five I take 10, 15 minutes out just to reflect on, you know, responding to any emails, 
um, setting anything else that needs to be done, planning for tomorrow. And then the other 10 to 15 minutes left of the day, I'm probably just popping some things in my CPD log. So what have I learned today? Anything new? Oh yeah, I can't learn that. Oh yeah, I learned that. So I'll pop it in. And there's about two or three things I've learned during the day that I've now added to my CPD log. And there you are. It's another two or three hours worth of learning added just for that day. And you'll start to realize how much of new things you learn every day if it's even one or two hours so it's a good thing now most of this off the job rules says that it has to be done during working hours it must be done but actually this is like caveat and providers don't like you letting or, or letting the apprentices know this but the six hours off the job if the apprentice is okay with it and is willing to do it if they do some research on their apprenticeship or they read something or they watch something that's out of working hours that can still be counted as off the job hours so if you can only fit in two to three hours a week in the working week and then the other two to three hours in the apprentice's time now probably apprentices are sitting there going oh god but it's in my time i'll be doing it in my time well listen there's time that we're traveling to and from work right you can there's some we have so many different devices we have things on our phone we have kindles we have remarkables we have all sorts of technology that we carry around with us you can print something can take it home you can sit and read it on the train so for example if you've got a unit that you're looking at and you've got the assignment brief or you've got some stuff you need to read like some case studies and stuff you could actually just print them off and take them home with you you can sit on the train and read them or on the bus and read them because that 30 40 minutes while you're on the bus or waiting for a train you're already doing some of your off-the-job learning record it on your cpd log you've done research and you've learned something so you can do it and there's no harm of an apprentice doing some of these off-the-job hours outside of work um because there's things that i will do something will pop in my mind for example like if i want to know so for example i am currently um i've just currently come back from the netherlands but i say i've come back from the netherlands because this is monday and the podcast goes out but actually I'm doing this while I'm in the Netherlands. So before flying out to the Netherlands to work with the Dutch team who are out here, there's a couple of things I wanted to know. And I wasn't very clear on things like Dutch health and safety, Dutch working regulations, um, or how the Dutch apprenticeship system worked. So I did a bit of research. And that was in my time. I sat having a coffee the weekend before I went. And I sat there on the Saturday thinking, oh, I had a conversation with with um, one of the guys in, in the Dutch team. We had just had a general chit chat um, about kind of what's going on, what needs to be done. And then it got my brain ticking. Oh, actually, what's that? Um, you know, what's the health and safety rules under COSH? And what's the requirement of, you know, right to works and, and training requirements in the Netherlands? You know, is it similar to us? So I did a little bit of research on the Saturday and a little bit of research on the Sunday. Why well, I was just chilled, relaxing having a cup of coffee, it was in my mind, I want to have a look, and I did some research. Turned out I probably spent about four to five hours researching some information that I needed to know before going. Well, you know what? That's five hours of CPD log. Researching employment rules and regulations in the Netherlands. Researching health and safety requirements for employees and employees' rights and responsibilities in the Netherlands. Apprenticeship structure and frameworks within the Netherlands and further education and vocational training within the Netherlands. Funding rules within the Netherlands. So there's about five hours worth of um, initial research and learning that could go as your CPD. Easy as that. Even if you read an article about something, 
there we are you learned something new and the, the idea of a cpd log some people get panicky over it some people worry about it but the the thing to ask is from the activity you've just done did you gain or learn anything from it if yes write it down bing light bulb ding ding that's your cpd easy as that so this is where I, you know, it, it grinds my gears and I love having these conversations and I love being open about this. But please, providers, stop pushing off the job. Stop saying it's off the job. It's a CPD log. Change the wording. If you change the wording, you change the mindset. You change the mindset, you get productivity. We all talk about the pathway of limitation and the pathway of possibility in the realm of strengths. What we focus on, our performance, uh, kind of our outcome, the results. And we're always in between the pathway of responsibility and the pathway of possibilities. And we have to we have to change our mindset in that. And I think if you change the mindset and the approach of this off the job, my God, it will be better. It will be achieved. It will be done. There will be no bitches and moans and rumbles and grumbles and employers saying no this is not going to work we can't do this we can't deliver apprenticeships if this is a requirement we're never going to do apprenticeships they lose their funding apprentices dropping out because it's too much this off the job hours let's change it let's change the wording and let's change the landscape for an apprentice they must complete at least 24 hours of cpd a month at least there are times where you're not going to complete a full six hours in the week. You might do only two or three hours, but the, but in other weeks you might do a little bit more, some weeks you do a little bit less, but it all will kind of balance out. So change the wording, guys. It's a CPD log. If you're an apprentice and you're listening to this, just create a CPD log and register and log everything you learn. As I said, the key top tip to this is if you do something, did you learn something from it? If yes, make a note of it write it on that post-it note and stick it in your apprenticeship jar yeah then go back and look at it and add it to your cpd log have a paper version of your cpd log and write anything you learn yeah have some notes on your phone like a like on the phone you can have notepads and one note go in there and make a note of what you've learned yeah so it could be anything anything new and interesting you've learned to do with kind of work or learning or something so i attend a lot of webinars and there's quite a bit of quite new a few things that i read that i learn in webinars i'll log it on my cpd there's a few articles i've read so there was one article about uh the um right to work changes and checks but also how immigration had recently been involved in uh visiting a hotel and the outcome and what happened and i found out that the uh funding or the the not the funding, the uh, fine that you would normally get has tripled. So it's not 20,000, it's now 60,000. And there's a couple of extra things that I read from that article I didn't know. Hey, I added it to my CP dog because I learned something. The same as if you're listening to TV, radio, if you learn something on TikTok, um, you learn something on, I don't know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever you have learned about something, that is work related or could be used within your industry make a note of it so for example for my podcast i do lots of research on some interesting topics relating to apprenticeships hr employment law esg um l d all sorts of things and when i do my research that counts as my cpd so cpd logs are better than off the job logs
So let's change that landscape, everybody. As I said, change the landscape, change the approach, change the mindset. If you change the mindset, you get more done and you'll get a full, better, productive log. So as we approach the end of this podcast, I hope that you found it useful and a little bit of an insight to how I see off the job. And I think, look, if anybody wants to pick up this conversation, either on a podcast or offline or, you know, post your comments in, in, in the boxes below or reach out to me either at Pete at creativemind.zone or drop into my DMs on LinkedIn. But I think we need to have a different approach. We should be having CPD logs. Everybody should have a CPD log regardless. Anybody in any organization should keep one. And we should, as part of the L&D and HR function, be promoting the off, not the off the job, but the CPD, I nearly said it then, promoting the CPD log and say, guys, you're going to have to create a CPD log or give you a template. And then when doing an activity or or a training course or anything you do, if you feel at the end of the day that you've learned something, log it on your CPD. So it helps you when you go to your reviews, um, when you go into meetings with your manager about performance, you can go in there and say, great, because as we all know, in part of the lovely world of HR, and I say this to everybody, you're in the driving seat of your own career, your own progression, your own qualifications. So when you sit there with your boss and your boss says to you in your review, so let's look at your, um, you know, your, your CPD or your development plan. Let's have a look at that. So you said you were going to shadow HR, finance, you were going to shadow payroll, or you want to shadow uh, the operations team. Have you done that yet? And the employee goes, no. Why? I've been waiting for you. You're supposed to tell me when I can do that. Uh, no, you need to tell me. No, you're my boss. You tell me. You've not helped me develop. You're holding me back. And the employer's going to be, uh-uh, I'm not holding you back. You're holding yourself back. And I believe this, a CPD log or a development plan, which could be rolled into one, is your own live living and breathing document it is alive and i always tell this people your cpd log and your um, development plan is a living and breathing document if you go and have those conversations like i've just had between myself and my manager you'll find that um you're saying to your manager yeah but you're responsible for my development right you're supposed to be telling me when i can do these things it's your responsibility as the employer right uh no as the employee, it's your responsibility. If you want to grow and develop in this organization, you need to take the forward step. You put it in your plan. You need to come and tell me when you want to do it, and we'll book it in. You go and do it. You take it off your CPD. That's how it should be. Throw it back. As an employer, we need to push that responsibility back to the individual. If they want to grow and develop, happy days. If they don't, then that's their own problem. But what I will say is, you know, it, everyone's in the driving seat of their own careers and their own personal development logs. So if you want to build a CPD culture within your organization, embed it right from day one and get your managers to embrace it, your HR teams, your L&D teams, you know, get your CEOs, your operations team, you know, the COOs, the COFs, whoever they are, you know, they should be doing it as well. You know, you might have a little fun competition of like who's achieved 30 hours of CPD this month. Or if you achieve, um, you know, your, C your 30 hours CPD continuously for three months, then you get a prize or you get so much towards a qualification or a course that you could do. So, for example, you might say, well, if you do your CPD and you keep your CPD log up to date and you record 30 hours continuously over the next six months, 
then we will give you £500 towards any course you want to do. Or if you keep your CPD log up to date for the whole six months, what we'll do is we will pay for any course that you want to do. Any course will support you and will support you in development. But also what you can do is just support them in general. So it should be, but make sure that the learning is in is that that side of their development is what they do as an individual, not you pushing them as an employer. So I have kind of gone on off topic slightly and I stayed on topic quite a lot, but um, this was about off the job. And to summarize, abolish the title off the job, abolish the, you know, requirement that you must complete this off the job six hours let's change it let's change that mindset let's shake it up from today i'm calling upon all training providers uh, apprenticeship tutors apprentices and employers to relook at the approach of the off the job approach it as a cpd log create some awareness around how to create and update a cpd log remember to focus on telling individuals that at the end of the day to reflect what they've learned from today and if out of any of the activities they have learned something that is going to help them within their role or they learned something completely different that they didn't even know about the company or, or the organization or they learned something different about the industry log it so at least at the end of every day they'll have one or two activities to register that they've done okay and please just make sure that you are getting them to log the date what the activity was how long the activity was and how what they learned and how they would uh, use it or make note of it within their roles so if you you know and then they can share that with their tutors on a monthly or 12 weekly base basis and that will do it but i am adamant that if we changed the landscape and the approach to how off the job works and change it to just a cpd log we would get more people's buy-in on off the job and as i said a cpd log covers everything from things you learn watch read hear shadow training whatever it may be so for example spending the time out here in the netherlands has been fantastic because i've seen how the dutch team do it and it's given me a lot of insight so that's eight hours a day i've been with the dutch team so that's, all, that's about a 40 hour week of learning some interesting way in how the dutch operate um in the working world and especially in my sector so that 40 hours done for the month hey february sorted bonus but that will go down in my cpd because as a professional i'm learning something and it's good because if you keep a cpd log and this is this should this should be embedded in apprenticeships anyway cpd log and it should continue because as you develop and grow for your career employers are going to ask you how do you keep up to date with industry knowledge skills uh, you know the knowledge skills element knowledge skills behaviors element uh, within your industry and if you can show well actually i have a continuous professional development log a cpd log and every uh, day i will reflect on anything new i've learned and i'll make note of it so i've got a track of everything i've learned and and gained over the time in my career freaking fantastic because that shows that you are keen and willing to learn and that you are keeping track of your own development so remember change the mindset change the approach and change the bloody title of off the job to cpd logs that's all i'm asking
So I might lobby government with that and create a petition and let, let's see if it gets accepted. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a petition on the uh, Parliament website to change CPD or change off the job to CPD and set a certain new requirement for it. And that should be within the realms that they can do. So I'm going to send it to 10 people. If I send it to you, please uh, sign it for me uh, and then for it to open publicly and see what they say. Um, but yes, let's let's change let's change the landscape. So as I say, any um, uh, providers or employer providers out there that want to pick this conversation up and explore it a little bit more with me, I would love that. But as I said, calling all apprentices. If you're currently doing an off-the-job learning, different mindset, guys. It's called a CPD log. Log everything that you learn day to day. The last half hour of the day, take at least 15 minutes out to reflect and make a note of anything that you've learned new that day that will build your CPD log or your in brackets off the job uh, that you can show and give to your tutor. But also remember, if you uh, have a printed copy next to you on your desk, you can make a note and write it in. Not a problem. And you can type it up at a later date or you can scan and share that with your tutor and that's still good enough. But also remember the jar scenario. Put an empty jar on your desk with, um, you know, achievements or what I've learned. And then anything new you learn, write it on the post-it note, pop it in the jar. And then when it's time to update your CPD log, empty that jar. And there are your golden nuggets. So hopefully this episode has helped you out, understand what off the job is a little bit more and a really different take and twist on off the job. So Please, moving forward today, if you have off the job, change your mindset. It's actually a CPD log, guys. Nothing else. So if your tutor says, oh, do you have your off the job? Oh, you mean my CPD log? Yeah, I've got one. No, 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 you're off the job. Yeah, my CPD is my off the job. It's got everything I've been learning and doing all there. Oh, okay. Because I know when you submit your apprenticeship, they're going to ask you if you're off the job and your CPD log. Well, it's the two in one, to be honest. So let's stop overcomplicating this, people, especially in the DFE, SFA, IFA. Stop overcomplicating it. Let's make it plain and simple for these guys. Um, as a professional, we should be keeping CPDs uh, anyway to show that we are up to date with industry standards, knowledge um, and our own skill set. So let's just call it CPD. Be done with it. Have a set minimum requirement monthly, which could be 24, hour, 24 hours of CPD a month. Um, perfect that's all i ask yeah so i as i say i hope you found this episode of some use if you want to share it with anybody then please feel free share it with people that you may think benefit from listening to this again if you want to get involved in having this conversation um a little bit more and explore it a little bit more uh, and get involved in the debate about off the job hours then please reach out to me via popping into my dms on linkedin or emailing pete at creativemind.zone um, or popping your name in the comments below wherever you saw this post uh, and then i will reach out to you so we can have those conversations get you going but remember you can always go back and listen to previous episodes of this podcast and any of the other podcast episodes especially in season one and two by going to apple music spotify amazon google music um and rss.com even youtube if you search says it is with pete uh, you'll be able to find my podcast channel in there uh but yes if you have uh anything you want to topics say any topics you want to hear about as well just reach out and let me know and we can have those conversations but again guys thank you for listening have a fantastic week and i will catch you on the next episode 
of say as it is with paint.